Welcome to the Blue Collar Millionaires Podcast. I'm Chesley Lunday, and as always, my host, Jeremy Candelaria. How you doing, buddy? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Man, we already had glitches today. Internet, for whatever reason, is going out, but we're going to do this over again. This feels like the second time in a row. At least we didn't get all the way through and realize that I, you know, press. It's okay. You know, resiliency. Yeah, resiliency, which is what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. But before we talk about it, we have a bigger score to settle. Yeah. Which is uh, a big deal. Very big deal. Yeah. Like, we were talking about uh, a specific moment in pop culture, and we have very different views about it. Yeah. Which is weird. Uh, Well, we do have a lot of different views, but this one particularly is just weird. I know that Chesley loves movies. I love movies. We love to escape with movies, watch movies, go to the movie theater. All that. And I asked him this morning, just a couple minutes ago, actually, I said, what do you think of the iconic, amazing, spectacular movie, Full Metal Jacket? And Chesley said, meh, meh, it's overrated. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Are you even a male? What's going on? Well, yes, I lived it. <laughs> you lived it. I know, and this is why I like it. Yeah, we're both in the military, so we went through basic training, and I don't know, maybe it's just my PTSD. But, uh... Anyway, let's have you wait. Let's have the people weigh in on this. Just, what do you guys think of Full Metal Jacket? Is it an iconic movie that just stands the test of time, or is it meh, overrated, doesn't really have a plot, isn't really a good movie, you know, per se? If you were to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10, 7, it's not an option. Where would you honestly put it? Come on. Four? What? See see what kind of emotion that evokes inside of my soul? A four? A four. Like, yes. I can think of a thousand movies that would be a four. Say, um, I don't know, Harry Potter. or what? No. <laughs> or uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord or, of the Rings. It's a classic, uh, man. You know, what's that other one with uh, Napoleon Dynamite or... Oh, that one I'll give you, but that's probably a two. Yeah. But Lord of the Rings... Like, you don't get a trilogy, and then it be so amazing that you get to have another trilogy that sucks just as a touchdown dance. You don't? No, you don't. Have you seen Home Alone 5? No, that's not a touchdown dance. I know. There's this not is what I'm telling you. Home Alone 1 and 2 are great. Yeah. Home Alone 3 doesn't even work. What I'm I, saying is it's a reach. It's not. The yeah. point is, you know what's funny about opinions? <laughs> yeah. They're Everybody like, has them. And they all stay. Yeah. Yeah. So when people argue over things that literally you can't quantify, uh, I think it's foolish. But it's a fun thing to do. You know, so you can't you quantify. What can you? Michael Jordan is better than LeBron James. You yeah. can quantify that. You can that. quantify that. Yes. Yeah. So that's not even an argument. Yeah. Not even an argument. Right. Six out of six. Yes. Not three out of nine. Yes. Right. With one team, and I appreciate yeah. that. Which some would. Anyway, point is, what are we talking about today? We're talking about leadership, right? We're talking about leadership. We uh, So you and I started talking about this, and you're like, I've got something on my heart. Mm-hmm. So we were going to talk about working on your business versus working in it. And you said, actually, we really need to start talking about resiliency first. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's talk about resiliency today. What is resiliency? A couple things. First and foremost, I can't believe I'm here with one of my best friends. I'm actually grabbing his thigh right now. You can hear, you hear that? Mm. Mm. And... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> he moved here from Phoenix. I'm so glad that you're here. I can't believe you're in my office right now. I can't believe we're doing a podcast. I'm going to remind you of this every single time it hits me that oh, you're right here. You know, because we've been friends for six years and never lived anywhere close to each other. It's true. But now we're in Northeast Ohio. I have the beanie on. He has the thermal on. It's cold outside. The storm's supposed to be coming. And we would rather be nowhere but here with you. Or, you know, in or the Florida beach. or California. <laughs> Still with you together, yeah. but not here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So Misery Loves Company. Oh. Oh, that's another That's another iconic movie. Yeah, that is. Misery. Yeah. Loves would you rate that a four as well? Uh, Misery? <laughs> no. Four? No. It's a good movie. It's Misery? Good story. It's a great movie. Remember the blocks? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. the sledgehammer. <laughs> so anyway, leadership, resiliency, these kind of things that I'm thinking are clear intangibles to running a business. But it's not just about running a business that I want to talk about today. I want to talk about running your own life. Because mm -hmm. the reality is, is you cannot lead anyone else if you cannot lead yourself. You have to be able to lead yourself before you can lead one other person, 10 other people, 100 other people. If you can't lead you, then how are you going to lead me, bro? The thing is, is I have tattooed on my arm of because uh, I'm I I went to public school. I'm not very smart. But what does that say, Chesley? It says no man is free who cannot control himself. Pythagoras. Pythagoras. And then right underneath, you've got a picture of queso. No, <laughs> like, no man is free who cannot control himself. And that's the point. You're right. That's the point. Like, if I cannot control me, if I cannot lead me, then how can I lead anyone else in my organization? And that means that you have to be willing to settle within your own heart, within your own mind, the fact that you're going to go further, the fact that you're going to push through barriers, the fact that you're not going to settle, the fact that you're going to keep getting better, at least 1% better every single day of your life because... The company that you serve, the company that you own, the company that you have created will never grow beyond your capacity, your own capacity to lead it, mm -hmm. which means that you need to constantly be improving yourself, leading yourself, getting better, breaking barriers, not settling for average, wanting to do more, wanting to put yourself in uncomfortable positions, wanting to make your make your world a little bit more challenging so that when you get into the real world, it's better. Let me give you an example. Okay. I just bought an ice bath. I know there's a big, huge kick on it, but I've been doing this for a long time. Not the ice bath, but the cold shower thing. I just picked up one of my journals that's filled out that's on my desk. And over a year ago, I'm right, uh, you know, I'm putting on, you know, my power list every day, you know, cold shower. And so this is something that I've been doing a long time. The reason why I do it is not necessarily the health benefits behind it, but it's to break through those mental barriers because there are days, there are moments, there are seasons when I wake up and I don't want to do it. I don't want to work out. I don't want to push through. I don't want to go to work. I don't want to have that meeting. I don't want to have that difficult conversation. I don't want to talk to that customer, but I have to do it. And one of the things that makes it easier is when I actually set up situations for myself where I have to endure mentally. Mm. This is why today I was in an ice bath in Northeast Ohio. It was 37 degrees. I was in there for three minutes. I was starting to shake and convulse and, you know, but, but why? Because I need to get uncomfortable. And when I am willing to put myself in that kind of situation, then when I have to make that phone call, bro, it's easy. When I have to make a, a tough decision, it's easy. This is also why I worked out this morning and I worked out so hard I wanted to quit. I wanted to throw up. I wanted to pass out. Why? Because I want to, as Goggin says, you know, I want to be an uncommon person amongst uncommon people. I don't want to be average. I don't want to be regular. I don't want to be plain. You shouldn't either. And you shouldn't want that for your business either. 
And that's what my big message is for you. And all of that comes down to the R word that you had talked about earlier, yeah. which is resiliency. Resiliency. You know what's on my power list? What is it? Getting in a hot tub every day. You can come over. <laughs> you can come over. Yeah, so good. So good. He's like hey, taking ice baths. I'm like 98 degrees. Yeah, like the band. <laughs> like the band. We'll listen to 98 degrees. In the hot in tub? In the hot tub. That's 98 degrees. It's actually 105. Uh, that's even better. Which is hot. <laughs> that is even better. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Do you like my Easter cup? Uh, yeah. In the middle. It's not of, Easter. It's almost Christmas. It, yeah. <laughs> I like the wide cups. Okay. I think he's. And I'm secure enough in my manhood. To daydreaming be. for warmer weather. <laughs> mm. so uh, resilience. Yeah. so we're talking about resiliency so in our conversation earlier i was asking man what about what's the difference between resiliency and perseverance yeah and that's a great question and they really do look very similar i think they're de- they're definitely cousins they're in the same kind of family yeah but to me per- uh perseverance is something that i'm going to keep doing and i'm going to keep pushing through uh, whatever obstacles in my way, but resiliency is what happens to me when I get punched in the face, mm. when life, when business, when, when issues punch me in the face. Um, I remember that, that kind of meme that Rocky, I know it sounds silly and cliche, but I mean, it's true that you can't, you can't take away from Rocky on this one, man. That's fair. He says, it's not about how hard you can punch or hit. It's about harder, how hard you can get hit and get back up and keep moving forward. To me, that's resiliency. It's like a rubber band. When you stretch it back, how much force is is going to actually come with the equal and opposite to go forward through whatever obstacle that you have? Perseverance is, yes, I'm going to keep plowing forward, but resiliency to me is what happens when you get smacked. It's the bounce back. It's the bounce back, man. And then yeah. to me, it's that fight or flight thing. Like, I am going to come back harder. I'm going to come back stronger. I'm going to come back tougher than before I got knocked out, because that to me is what it takes to be great. I don't want to be average. I want to be great. And it's not that you avoid getting hit or you avoid getting knocked down. If you live long enough, you will experience this. Absolutely. But what happens when that happens, that's going to separate you from being average or you being great. And that's why resiliency is one of the most important, probably the single most important thing in me owning a business and planting churches and leading people is the ability to get back up when I when life smacks me right in the mouth. Yeah. Was it Mike Tyson that said everybody has a plan until they, they get, get punched in the face? It's more like everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. That's so, th- that's so terrible. I can't believe you said so that. So terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that in front of him. Otherwise, you get I punched never, in the face. Right. <laughs> We love you. We love you, bro. You can come on anytime. It's fine. Yeah, we'll have you on. Just I won't. You can come on anytime. Yeah, I won't make any any. Listen, okay. <laughs> listen. <laughs> so resiliency, man. Yeah. I mean, you know that to me is like the thing that you need to settle in your own heart. I'm gonna get better. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna be stronger. I'm gonna come back. You know, the world always wants to say, "Why me?" Well, why? Why me? Well, in my opinion, and in my heart, and my life, and my business with my family and things I got going on, I'm thinking, "Try me," not "Why me?" Try me. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna come back hung, more hungry, more tenacious, more on fire because I refuse in my life to settle in any area. That doesn't mean that I don't have fights. Right. One of the realest fights that I have. It's queso. Yeah. Anybody who knows me knows this. It's queso, man. Like, you know, I, it's a battle for me. It's a fight for me to say no to the queso. It's like liquid crack. It really is. (laughs) And you're doing a really good job with it. 
And and this is this is something that I I'm I'm constantly trying to go. You know what? I'm not going to settle. And I think sometimes sometimes it takes about five years for that one year where you go. You know what? I am I am tired of settling for mediocrity. Yeah. I'm tired of 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 letting my my health goals go. I'm tired of letting myself go. I'm not going to do. It. Sometimes it takes five years of getting beat repeatedly, 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 till finally one day, one moment, you're like, screw that. Yeah. It's it's not where I'm gonna be. Where I'm at right now is not where I'm gonna be, and I'm gonna make a conscious decision to get up and to keep fighting, even if you don't see the results, even if people don't believe in you, even if you know it seems like there's nothing good that's coming out of the the hard work that you're putting into whatever it is you're trying to do. You do it anyway because eventually, you win. It's what's yeah. it's it's all about consistency. Yeah, let's talk about obstacles to resiliency. What are some of the obstacles that people face? Um, that keeps them from being resilient. Um, every day, every morning, you know, a new problem, a new struggle, a new situation. Like ev you have to make the decision every single day to to not quit, to not give up, mm. to keep coming back. You know, um, the other thing I think if resiliency is the thing that separates you from being successful and you from being average, then I think the thing that automatically puts you in the camp of average is making excuses. Okay. I learned from uh, Perry Noble. We had a conversation on the phone and he said to me, he said, he was going through some, some things and he said, here's what I've discovered. He said, people will feel sorry for a victim, but they will never follow one. Mm. They'll feel sorry for you. Oh, I'm so sorry you're going through that, pal. But they're not going to follow you. They're not going to respect you. They're not going to want to be like you. And the, 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 I think that resiliency, the antidote to resiliency is victimhood. Well, poor me, my business, I can't find the right employees. I can't find the right people. I have terrible customers. I just don't have enough overhead. I just don't have what it, you know, the, you know, the, the world is just pooping on me every single day. It's like Eeyore where you got that cloud over you and it's just constantly raining on you and only you. Like the world isn't that bad. Yeah, so the antithesis to uh, resiliency is victimization. Yes, I loathe that Yeah, with everything. I was telling my son last night, after the ice bath, we got into the hot tub, and we're, we're talking about, actually, we were talking about my good friend Chesley here. I said, one of the things that that draws me to him, that, you know, we're because he's, he's 15 years old, and he's trying to figure out life, and, and he says, I don't really get along with people who are my age. I said, it's not about your age. It's about your emotional health. And you will rise to whatever you, – you will start to make friends at whatever level your emotional health is. Yeah. So, so if you don't want to be around people who are immature, drama queens, make excuses, you know, poor me attitude, you naturally will separate yourself from them. Mm -hmm. But if you on that frequency get on that level where you're like with someone who doesn't want to make excuses, wants to be better, wants to strive to become more in their life, with their family, in their job, in their career, then that you're going to kind of pair up, if you will, on the same frequency. Mm -hmm. This is why Chesley and I get along so well. I said, so it's your EQ, but not only that, it's also your values. Yeah. What you what you aspire to be. Chesley and I have very similar values when it comes to our family, very similar values when it comes to even our travel, some of the things that we really love to do and we hold very valuable to ourselves. And that's why we can get, we, we, we are right on the same frequency. Yeah. When you are around people who are operating at less of a frequency, who complain, who truly just, 
always talk about the reasons why it won't work, that's going to drag you down. You need to cut those people out of your life. And I'm saying you need a frequency up. You need to have the ability to tune your ear into those people that you want to aspire to become like. That's why you listen to podcasts like this. This is why you 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 invest in yourself and you go and you take trips and you you go to boot camps and you go to different places and you learn from people who are just at a little bit higher of a pitch than you so that you can kind of rise to that level. They believe in themselves a different way. They don't settle like you settle. Whenever you're battling every single morning of whether or not I need to get my gym shoes on and I need to go to the gym or I need to work out, they've already settled it in their mind. They're going to do it because they want to be uncomfortable so that they can literally become comfortable in life. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? They So they're operating at a different level than you are. And, and that should actually inspire you. If this is the right person, what I realized in the podcast that you and I, you actually shared with me. I know this message isn't for everybody. Mm -hmm. I know I know that there were people, there would be people that will tune us off, that will, you know, make fun of us, mock us. I do not care. I am not talking to them people. Right. I'm talking to the people who really want to be better. They're listening and they can hear that higher pitch and they're all about it. They want to become the best them that they can possibly be what so that they can lead other people. They can lead their families. They can lead their businesses and they can make the most out of the 27,600 days or 75 years that they have in yeah. their life. Yeah. You know, so that's what I'm talking about, about kind of frequencing yeah. up. All right. So you got this uh, obstacle of victimization, making excuses. Is there any other obstacles that people have when it comes to uh, becoming resilient? I, I just think it's such a honestly, as, as I'm thinking about it, in my own heart, my own mind, I think it's just such a battle within. This is why you need to put yourself in uncomfortable situations every day. Mm. You know, that the, the Rory, I think he's, he's, yeah, Rory you know, he says, take, yeah. you know, take the stairs, yeah. make yourself uncomfortable, do things every single day. Here's the practical application. If you're not getting uncomfortable every day, then you're probably not growing. So I don't, I don't care if it's working out. I don't care if it's an ice bath. I don't care if it's making at least two difficult phone calls or a difficult decision. You have to put yourself in uncomfortable situations in every, every single day. And I promise you, it'll get easier. It'll get easier. The, the The ice bath is a metaphor for life. You don't just jump into an ice bath. You're probably going to shock. W what I did to train, because I knew that this was coming, is every single day, seven days, for seven days at least, I am getting into a very cold shower, getting very uncomfortable. And when I first do it, you should you should hear my house and my kids. Like, I'll just let the inner animal out. Everybody knows. <laughs> yes. I'm like, ah! <laughs> and I'm screaming and yeah. and um, why? Because you know what? I'm I'm I am acclimating myself to an uncomfortable situation. And the next time I get in, it's a little bit less difficult. The next time, the next time, a little less difficult. To where this morning, when I'm getting in, as a matter of fact, last night was my first ice bath, and it was like eight thirty, nine o'clock at night, and it wasn't it wasn't that bad, man. Mm. It wasn't that bad. But here's what I'm telling you: you have to be willing to get uncomfortable every single day. And the more you do that, incrementally, incrementally, the more you do that and consistently, what's going to happen is you can actually handle a load of things that the average person cannot do. The average person cannot do that. They, whatever that is, in this case, it's an ice bath. For you, know, for you, it could be your business. For you, it could be a decision that you have to make. For you, it could be a challenge and an obstacle that's in front of you. You have to be able to tackle it. 
every single day make yourself more and more uncomfortable. And when you get knocked down and when it hurts, you get back up and you go after it again and you tackle it again and again and again and again. And I'm telling you, you will build that resiliency muscle to the point where there's really hardly anything that's going to be able to stop you for a long time. It might put you down for a minute. You might sulk. You might get sad. You might get depressed. You might cry. You might, you know, uh, eat some queso. You might talk to your friend or your spouse. You might commiserate with people, but eventually you're going to get back up. You're going to dust yourself off and you're going to go, I'm built for this. I'm made for this. And that's the frequency I want you to operate on. And if you do that, man, everything in your life, whether it's your family, your business, whatever, it's not going to be cake because life is not, but you will start to see success in a way that you haven't seen before. Speaking of which, I have a question for our co-host here yeah. talking about success. I know we're kind of switching gears. Yeah. But when we say you'll see success for you, what do you what do you think success is? Can you tell our listeners what you deem as success in your life? Yeah. I mean, success for me is doing what I love with people I love, making a difference along the way and uh, having enough free time to do the things I love to do that have nothing to do with our career. Yeah. Like definitely that is success to myself. Like. So it's not so much about do I have, and I do have a goal for uh, for how much money we want to create, but money is not my driver. It's not my metric of success. Mm -hmm. My metric of success is I'm here with you. Yep. Uh, we're doing something that we absolutely love to do. Yes, money's a part of it. You want to make enough money to be able to do the things that we want to do that have nothing to do with the business, like travel, like do some other things. But um, the 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 biggest driver for me is, you know, making a difference for people. Obviously what we're doing here, helping you guys make a difference in your businesses and your life. That's, that's huge driver for success for us. Yeah. Like, I feel most fulfilled when I get to serve somebody else and see them win. A absolutely. So a metric for you to define success would be financial freedom, but it's not the yeah, metric. It is a metric, not the only metric. Right? Yeah. Because because we understand that you can absolutely win in business but totally lose at home. Yeah. Or with your kids. Yeah. Right. So for you it's more of a holistic deal. It's absolutely. yes, I, I want to win financially, but I also win with, with want to win with my family. I also want to keep helping people. Yeah. You know, if you had a billion dollars and you just went to the beach every single day, that would be cool for how long? For about a week. You know? And then it's like, well <laughs> it's what like are we what are we doing something with else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you're not serving people, you're actually wasting away. I feel like you're not. You're not ever going to be fulfilled uh, if you're not actually figuring out a way to be generous and help other people win. Um, you're always going to be looking for that thing that fills you. Yeah. And so um, I want to. I want to go back to resilience because yeah. I think this is uh, important. You're not saying don't like. You're not saying be dishonest or be self deceived in that things aren't going badly. When you get hit, I think the most people, most people that are resilient in nature go through this moment of, oh, crap. Um, oh, I got hurt. So they go through the emotional piece, but they have a flexibility and an agility to move through that phase quicker, shorten the amount of time. It doesn't take years for them to go, all right, I've had enough. It's time to move on and close the door to the past. Mm -hmm. Resilient people go through the emotional angst, the... Uh, the grief, if you will, mm -hmm. but they metabolize it so quick that they're able to shift, close the door on the past, keep moving towards the future without it, without the past dragging them backwards and dragging them down 
all the time. I think that's the most important thing. You had some things this year that were adverse and you needed resilience. Like I remember in June, you tearing your rotator cuff. Now we know Jeremy owns a concrete company. So tearing your rotator cuff is a big deal. Oh yeah. Well, then you had to fire your project manager. So you had to become the project manager while you had a bum shoulder. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you got appendicitis right in the middle. Mm -hmm. And so you had some things this year that were very, very difficult to move over. You kept getting punched in the face, but you kept getting back up and you ended up, your concrete company ended up doing very well this year. Yep. And it could have been very poor by the end of it. You could have said, no, I'm done. <laughs> it could have been the end of it. It yeah. could have been the end of it. Yeah. If I roll over. You're right. And I like how you said, you know, when it comes to resiliency, you're not talking about being blind or turning a blind eye to your problems or pretending, sticking your head in the sand, pretending right. like they don't actually exist. No, you actually do the opposite of that. You look at your problems head on. You go, okay, we're going to battle through this. We're going to get through this. We yeah, Yes, here is what's happening, and you be very real about it. You know, I've got to let my project manager go. Our our overhead is way too high. You know, uh, our completion of jobs is way too low. You look at the facts, and then you actually make decisions that need to be made, tough decisions that need to be made to actually get you where you need to go instead of burying your head in the sand. And yes, you will have adversity. It's not if you have adversity. You will have adversity. If you are a business owner, I promise you, you've experienced this or you haven't been in the game long enough to know, there will be adversity. It's what you do with the adversity that's going to separate you from everyone else. This is why people close their doors. This is why in 2023, businesses will not make it through this recession yeah. because they're not ready for it. They're not prepared for it. They're not – they they – they might live in a, a utopian society where they think that it's not really going to affect them, but it will. And it's going to affect us. But here's the, here's the little secret. It's affecting everyone. Yeah. We are all, this is not a thing that's isolated with just one, you know, business or one individual, the recession that is upon us in 2023, all of us will feel it at different levels. The difference is going to be how you choose to respond to that adversity. That is resiliency. When you get knocked down, you get told that there's 60% concrete um, uh, shortage, shortage yeah. worldwide. Are you going to go, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to, I'm going to close up shop and we can't No. Are you going to fight to actually make those relationships better with your suppliers so that you can get concrete where everyone else can't get concrete? What are you going to choose to do to overcome that obstacle? And I think, Chesley, honestly, that is the most that is the most fun thing that I could possibly do. I know it sounds sadistic and it sounds horrible, but when I have the most fun in my business is when I overcome obstacles and challenges that probably would take the average person out. Yeah. So I'm reminded of a quote from Napoleon Hill who says, in every adversity, there is the seed of a new opportunity. Absolutely. And so when you're looking at what, the surroundings when you're looking at your problem one you got to stay very present you got to go okay what is going on here but then start looking for the opportunity stay optimistic enough to be able to see what's going on truthfully acknowledging the pain acknowledging the suffering but not getting dragged down by it and say okay what's next yep this is what's happening now but what's next and so that way you can move forward and move on in my business when it comes to adversity 
you know, this is just normal. This is comfortable. We have a rubber band and I'm kind of stretching it out. And if I just leave it plain, this is, this is normal everyday life. Things are going well. But when you face adversity, there's going to be a little bit of a stretch and more adversity, more of a stretch and more adversity, more of a stretch. And some people have different, everybody has a different capacity of the stretch. Yeah. And this is why I'm saying if you put yourself in uncomfortable situations every single day, you're going to be able to actually experience more of a stretch than the average person. But what happens is, as I hold this rubber band and I stretch it out with more and more adversity, that happens every single day. The resilience factor is how I actually bounce back from that. And, and the more actual push that I have, that I'm feeling, that I'm facing in my business, in my life, with my own heart, my own demons that I'm battling, the more I'm stretched. But the more I'm stretched, the more I rebound. This is what I want you guys to see. You have to have the ability to rebound. Do not let it keep you down. Do not let it keep you sidelined. Do not make excuses for yourself. Do not become a victim. Nobody will follow you. They'll all pat you on the back. They'll all tell you that they love you. They'll all tell you that they're so sorry that you're hap it's happening to you. But your proverbial leadership will be finished at that point. You bounce back. You get stronger. You get better. You keep getting up. And I'm telling you, eventually, you're going to win. So emotional health and mindset, like making sure that those things are locked in when you're facing adversity will cause you to bounce back and be resilient. Yep. Like I see the tension because we all feel it, but there's never bounce back if you keep playing the victim. Nope. You actually break over yeah. time. Like you get to a that's point. What happens. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Yep. I he almost hit me in the face, but that's okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um yeah, so let's let's do this i want to transition into some very big action steps one of the things that you do on a daily basis is your ppfs and your power list mm -hmm. i would love to talk a little bit about that because i think that's a really great tool for helping keep resiliency at the front of mind would you talk a little bit about what oh, what those ppfs are and what that power list is yeah so obviously a ppf or a power list is not uh it's it's not proprietary to me. However, I make it proprietary because it's my PPFs. It's my power list. Yeah. Basically, your PPFs are your daily goals, your personal, professional, and financial goals that you write down every single day. And the premise is simple. As we actually, at the time of this podcast, get, get to winding down the end of 2022 and looking at 2023, people like to kind of set goals for themselves. They yeah. like to say, okay, here's my New Year's resolution. Uh, but I, I'm not doing that just one time. I'm doing that every day. Every day I'm writing down my goals, my personal goals, my professional goals, and my financial goals. And I'm telling you, they are big, huge, hairy goals. BHAG, right? They are hairy goals. Why? Because I'd rather shoot for the stars and miss than shoot from my neighbor's house and make it. So what I'm telling you is this, there are some goals that I've written down that I have accomplished. You know, writing books. There's two books right behind me that I was fortunate enough to be able to write. Um, that's a goal that you can cross out. But bigger goals, like I want to own the home alone house. And I, I, I know that I shouldn't say that out loud, but listen, I'm writing it down. I want to watch Home Alone in the Home Alone house with my kids or my grandkids on Christmas. Yeah, That's going to happen. Are you going to Airbnb it? I'm going to definitely Airbnb it, 100%, <laughs> right? But, but that's a huge personal goal of mine. Why? Now, if I never reach that goal, that's, that's, that's fine. Because here's some things that I need you to understand when it comes to your PPFs, your goals. They should be so big that to the average person, 
it's absolutely impossible. But if you keep, like, if you hit every goal you ever set for yourself, your goals are not high enough. Mm. You're not reaching enough. You're not aspiring to enough. You have to have some crazy goals out there because if you have those crazy goals, then you, you might, you might actually, this is the gap in the game, but I'm telling you, this is so true. You might actually only achieve 70% of it, but you're still a hundred percent more than anyone else that's living down here in average. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? Or, or way more, because if you have these crazy goals and you get 70% of the way, like, or you've attained 70% of what that was, like, can you imagine what, how different your life is going to be? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Believe big, dream big, and don't just do this one time. I'm glad you're doing it one time. But I'm saying look at your goals. Be forced to look at your goals every single day. Look at those goals every single day because you're going to see, oh, my gosh, I can't let that go. I can't stop. I've got to keep going. I'm keeping that before me. The likelihood of achievement is way greater if you're writing your goals down 365 days a year versus one time you forget about it and then maybe you revisit it, I don't know, in six months, nine months, or even next year. Yeah. So get clear on your goals, what you want, and make those goals so big that people will laugh at you when you say them out loud. That's a stupid goal to buy the Home Alone house. <laughs> people will think you're stupid and foolish until you do it. That's fun. I don't know what that's you're fun, talking man. about. That's fun. fun. Right. So that's what I'm saying with with that, with with your goals, they have to be huge and they have to be consistent. Yeah. So you got these PPS, your personal, uh, professional, financial goals, but then you have your power list. Yeah. Talk about talk about the power list. So my, the power list is this concept that different people have kind of like tweaked over time. Some people say five things on your power list. Some people say three things on your power list. I, I get this from Andy Frisilla because he is just a real dude. And I have to give credit where credit's due on this. And, you know, for him, it's a five thing. It's a five uh, numbered task list every single day. And it's not stuff that you do every day. You don't put on your power list that you're going to brush your teeth. You don't put on your power list that you're going to comb your hair. You don't put on your power list that you're going to go to the gym. If you go to the gym every single day and it's already a part of your routine, it does not go on your power list. But having hair is on your... On it's your, on your wish list. Is it a wish list? Yes. I thought it was on your PPS. Well, it could be. There's, that, that's a big, huge, hairy goal. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, there there's some ways. I mean, ask Elon. <laughs> Elon had some problems with he that. He had some problems. Miraculously, he has no problems with that no. anymore. But Jeff Bezos makes just, just about enough money. Yes, he does. I'm like, why? If Elon can do it, Jeff, yeah, or you need Jeff to up wants your game. to look like Lex Luthor. Let's be honest. He wants, I, to, be, he he wants to be world dominating. I could see that. He definitely uh, looks like a Lex Luthor. He does. does. And right. he wants it. Like if Superman was alive, we know Jeff Bezos would be the villain. He definitely would be the villain. But nonetheless, I'm going with my hero, Elon. He did something about it. But but uh, what, 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 what we're talking about with our power list is every single day, you write down the five things or the three things that you need to accomplish accomplish every single day one of them is we're going to do a podcast today it doesn't matter if i'm sick because i am i'm under the weather it doesn't matter if i'm not feeling like it it doesn't matter what my emotional state is i know that this is something that has to get done and the faster you can get your power list done the quicker you can screw off for the rest of the day that's the beautiful part about it it's not because you're so consistent or you're so um, dedicated or you're so disciplined it's that i know that if I get this list done, the rest of the day is mine. Now, if I don't accomplish the list until 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night, it's going to take me until 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. But I'm not gonna, I'm going to make up with my own heart, my own mind, the fact that I'm not going to compromise on me. Mm. And I'm going to get that list done. And when that list gets done, the sooner it gets done, the earlier it gets done, the rest of the day is cool. But you're still going to accomplish things that normally you wouldn't. 
because you're actually intentional about your time. Yeah. You're intentional about your calendar and you're intentional about what you're trying to accomplish that day. This podcast would not happen if we did not will it to happen. Yeah. It's not going to just create itself. We had to drive here. We had to set up all the equipment. We had to make time to actually set aside our a portion of our day to, to make it happen. But guess what? Once it's done, we cross it off the list. Yeah. And now we move on to the next thing. And so we have these PPFs. We have this power list. And the reason why this is so important uh, for those of us that are trying to develop uh, resiliency in the face of adversity is because there's often times where you get hit in the face and you can become dazed. Mm -hmm. But if you create a habit of this every day, you'll begin to know I'm looking at my goals and I'm looking at the power list of the things that will allow me to get one step closer today. That's good. And by doing that, even when you get in a hit in the face, you'll have a plan because it's already innate in you because you've created the discipline by having this habit that you've created and that you've worked on daily. So developing it now while things are easy or maybe things aren't easy, but developing it right now will allow you to have a go-to plan for when things aren't. Definitely. 100%. Yes, because when you do get hit, you go to default mode. Yep. And you have to have a plan in place um, when you go into default mode. So it's like, no, I'm not going to let myself totally veer off the trail here. Uh, I might veer off for a second, but I'm going to come right back on. I know what I have to do. I know what my objective is. I know what I have to get done. But because it all comes back to me, it all comes back to the fact that I refuse to settle. So I know we're going to get ready for next week. I think we should uh, continue back to where we started. We talked about working on your business rather than in it. But as we all well know now, that if you don't have resilience, none of that's going to matter anyway. So get resilience down. And then next week, we'll talk about working on your business rather than in it. Get resilience down. Get uncomfortable every single day. You'll be able to stretch that rubber band further so that you could go further the other way in the, the opposite direction faster do not be a victim yeah ppfs powerless there you go you have you have your plan let's go just stick to it hey we have something to close the loop on as well what's that um how many coffees do i actually owe you four 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 so um we got through most of the week i stopped saying i know <laughs> most of the week Thank God, because I was about to lose my shirt. That's what it felt like. Or never talk again. One of the two. I don't know. He was about he, to lose his shirt. My shirt. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Yes, he's making he's making good on those uh, on those coffees. Yeah, so I feel like we need one now. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Hey, it was a great time talking to you. Get resilient. We know that you have everything in you to make a business that is going to grow to seven-figure annual revenues. All you need to do is do the work. Get resilient. Do the work. You can do it. We'll see you next time on the Blue Collar Millionaire Podcast. Bye!